This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces, their perfectly pampered pets, and who's walking who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Today you find us in St. Louis, the Arch, and uh, something else is going on here. It's the IBPSA. That's the way we spell what? It's the International Boarding and Pet Professional Services Association. Yes, it's a mouthful, but that's okay. There's almost 400 folks that are pet professionals here. They're going to help us take care of our pets, and sometimes we might need the help of a legal beagle. So that's why I'm delighted that our special guest today is Deborah Vevoda Hamilton. Almost as many words to your name as the IBPSA, right, Deborah? Absolutely. It's a mouthful, but it's worth it. (laughs) It is because she is an attorney, and she's going to be here to talk about some legal beagle issues that do face us with our PETS. So you guys know the drill. We're going to take a quick commercial break. So I'll sit and stay. We'll be right back. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I have been looking forward to this interview. We have with us an attorney, not just an attorney, the attorney when it comes to all things dealing with pets. Think about it, guys. One of the things that are involved in divorces, sometimes people just say, you just take the house, you just take the car. No, 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 you're not taking the pet. So we're going to find out a little bit about how to handle some pet disputes that get people barking up the wrong tree. Deborah Vevoda Hamilton is the keynote speaker at the International Boarding and Pet Services Association Conference here in St. Louis this week. I love the name of your uh, keynote, Being Happy in Your Workplace, How to Build Client and Financial Capital by Learning Key Conflict Resolution Tools. Huh? But you all know that everybody that's here attending 
is probably a pet parent, right, Deborah? Absolutely, and so am I, because we all love our pets, and we all have our emotions on our sleeves when anything comes up involving our pets. You spoke about divorce. You can have a breeder-owner-handler disagreement. You can have a neighbor who doesn't like your barking dog. And have you made a plan for your pet long-term, short-term? So there's so much to talk about. I can't wait till you start asking me some questions, <laughs> and we get crazy. Yeah, and, and don't worry. We're not going to have any hissy fits or bark-offs, but... Let's get into the D word first. You get married. You think you meet the maid of your dreams. In my case, I got married a year ago and we merged our pets. So we have a furry Brady Bunch. But, you know, we're hoping everything goes well. At my age, I should know who I am. And we have a sense of humor. So we've been through three phases of renovations. We've merged the pets successfully and we've traveled. So I'm in, still in wedded bliss. But sometimes people decide that it's not working. So there comes the most priceless asset that probably causes the most hissing. And I'm talking about what do you do about the pets? So talk about pets and divorce. Well, it's interesting because it's not only the pets of divorce, but it's the pets of relationships. Most relationships start and they think it's a great idea to get a pet, but they never think about what will happen to the pet if something happens to the relationship. I spoke to Bloomberg about divorce about two years ago, and they actually used my quote in the printed article, which said, unfortunately, your pet doesn't hate your ex, which is clearly what you don't think about when you're getting divorced. There have been two or three cases. I've been getting pings on my phone all day long because LA came out with something, Florida came out with something, because now courts are really addressing the fact what's in the best interests of the pet. But in court, there's still property. If you can have a conversation confidentially about what's in the best interests of the pet and you have a neutral there who might be able to help you have that conversation, the pet will benefit the best. I always say if the court says, well, Arden, your dogs are better off with you and your new spouse's dogs are better off with your new spouse, unfortunately, they still like you and your pets still like your new spouse. And they have feelings, and there could be some behavior issues that crop up because they're separated from their favorite two- or four-legger. Well, you know, it's interesting because they don't really thrive if they don't have the people who are in their lives. My husband loves my dogs. He would love to only have one. I have four. However, my dogs pay so much attention to him when I'm not there. Now, if we got divorced, I know. I would ask him which dog would he like or would he like to rotate them through? Because quite frankly, if something happens to you, if you can't afford to care for the pet, if you travel for work, wouldn't it be better to establish a relationship with your ex who loves your pet so that your pet could go to them? This is not something the courts are ever going to do. So going through court doesn't necessarily make it as easy a transition. If you can work with a mediator, there are mediators in community mediation centers that courts support. There's also mediators you can hire independently that'll help you decide what's best for your pet. And it isn't always just to go with Arden or her ex, but if Arden's traveling and she can't take the dogs, the dogs would love to go. And cats. And cats <laughs> and birds and horses. So I, I've heard of prenuptials. So it sounds like in 2018, we have pup nuptials or kitty nuptials, and I'm not trying to make light of it, no, but what, what are some things that people should do, they're happy in love, to create a good plan? Well, you should always do it before you 
have disagreements. So as you get the pet, as you own the pet, you sit there and you either do it yourself or go to an attorney or go to someone who's going to help you decide what is the next step for your pet if the two of you don't get along any longer. The pet is something you brought into your lives together and you should be able to share. Sometimes the angst of divorce or you know, relationship breakup, I'm just going to really stick it to you, Arden, because I'm not going to let you see your pet, even though you love him. And what are their legal recourse? Well, your legal recourse is you can always sue. The courts in different states handle it differently. You can always sue. In New York, we've had two or three cases where the owner of the dog, the person who bought it, did not get the dog. The person who took care of it got the dog because the court thought in the best interests of the dog, the person who takes care of it gets the dog or the cat or the bird or the horse. However, I always wrote, I sent my book, Nipped in the Bud, Not in the Butt, How to Use Mediation to Resolve Conflicts Over Animals, to both judges, because I said to them, had you used mediation, you would have been able to save some kind of relationship with the moneyed spouse, because now the non-moneyed spouse has the pet, and if the pet gets sick, how do they pay for the care? So is it good or bad to be considered property instead of a sentient being? Well, if you speak to Richard Rosenthal, who I love, being property if you have a dog that has conduct issues is good because you can move property across state. You don't have to talk about it. When it comes to relationships, you have to be a certain kind of personal property that has a lot of sentimental value in divorce, in relationship breakups, because you want to make sure that those pets are cared for in the best way they can. And in courts, some of them will look more toward the best interests of the animals, especially with the new decisions that are coming down. You mentioned something going on in California and Florida. What's going on? In L.A. and California, the judges have started to look at what is in the best interests of the pet and awarding the pet to who the pet goes to. I know Judge Judy on many of her programs will have the pet come in the room and, and see who the pet runs to, and that's the one who will get the pet. It would be the one that has greasy bacon in their pants. Well, that too, but quite frankly, if, if she just would take each person and put them in a room alone, if the animal didn't run to the person in the room alone, then I would question whether or not that person had a relationship with that dog. But nine times out of ten, now that you've melded your families, I'm sure that if your new husband was in a room, Kona, your wonderful dog here, would run to your husband if you weren't there. Kona is uh, loves all, but loves me the most. But yeah, I agree with, with that statement. So let's backtrack a little bit. Were you some little girl on a swing set one day, rocking back and forth? Are you from New York, right? When I grow up, I'm going to be a mediation lawyer and protect pets. Really? No. Well, my dream on that swing was to be an assistant district attorney and be a litigator and just prove for the right. And I did that for many, many, many years. Uh, then I was a PTA mom. What? You go from that to PTA mom. I, I went to be a PTA mom, and it ruined me for litigation because, to put it in your terms, I learned how to play nicely in the sandbox. And so I was not really cutthroat any longer to really make sure my client won all the time because I always knew there were two sides to every story. And when a pet is concerned, in order for that pet to really benefit, both sides have to be heard. And that's what I do now. I help people tell their stories, which is what they want to do, 
vet malpractice, divorce, landlord-tenant issues. If you have a conversation, you can really find what's in the best interest of the animal at the end of the conversation. If you start with litigation, people throw down the gauntlet, wagons are circled, and we're never going to get to what's in the best interest of the animal. Rather, we're going to talk about whether or not I win and you lose. So we're talking to Deborah Vevoda Hamilton. I got it all in one mouthful. She is an attorney and she's with Hamilton Law and Mediation. It's uh, kind of close to uh, some Big Apple, New York City, but it's in a city. Armonk. Armonk. Give us a little... Uh, Well, Armonk is this small town outside of New York City where I live and work. I love it. My dogs come to work with me every single day. And so instead of going to a big firm in Manhattan, which I do go to to help my colleagues' clients because they no more want to handle clients and divorce with pets than the man in the moon. And so they call me in their big offices. I come in and help. But I like to stay in my office, which is sort of set up like a living room so that people sit. And if they can bring their own dog, great. But most of the time they're afraid. There's a lot of fear that somebody will grab the dog and run. So I bring my dogs in and it lowers the temperature in the room, no matter what the conflict is, unless of course it's a conflict between someone who doesn't like animals and people who have animals that are annoying the people who don't. So you got a little, uh, a bunch of four-legged puppy Prozacers there. So give us, uh, you've got three Irish setters and one. Long-haired doctor. All right. You, this is their time for fame. It is. So I have two champion Irish setters who, Roxy and... Athena. And then I have a young dog who's only 22 months old. His name is Junie. His nickname is Naughty Junie. And that's not because um, he's naughty. It's because his mother is working so hard she hasn't really trained him. And then we have the matriarch, which is the dachshund, Buffy. Uh, She was named after Jimmy Buffett. Her name is... Oh, party girl. She into mutt margarita? She is into mutt margarita. She would... Yeah, that would be Buffle. Well, I spent many years at the Florida Sun Sentinel, so I'm very uh, keen on, uh, Jim, on, on the Buffett um, bash. Buffett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, I know we're talking legal beagle things with you, uh, Attorney Deb, but everybody, two, three, and four-leggers, love to party. And it's my honor and pleasure to let people know about the Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. Hey, Halloween's coming up, and so are the holidays. And if you have a special birthday or an adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend, or, hey, you just want an excuse to throw a pate with well-behaved pets, we've got the answer. Check out the Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories. They've got tons of great things. We're talking party hats, bow ties, even tutus. All of this and more, just go to, ready for it, www.mollyandbandit.com party.com slash pet life. Let me give it to you one more time. Molly and bandit petparty.com slash pet life. You know, you can make it a dog's life and you can celebrate with the Molly and bandit pet party accessories. Pause up. I got to give you a little, what the heck and where is this being recorded? Well, we're in this really messy side room at a beautiful hotel in St. Louis, where is the uh, site for the IBPSA, that's International Boarding Pet Services Association. They're having a conference. These are folks that are like uh, pet sitters, dog walkers, kennels, you name it. And uh, the keynote 
who is here with me, is attorney Deborah V. Voda Hamilton. And right now she's given my beautiful dog, pet safety dog, Kona, some scratches under the chin. Don't you feel calm already? I do feel calm, and I think Kona is too. His eyes are closed, or her eyes are closed. Yeah, Kona actually means lady in Hawaiian. Ooh, so then it is a lady. I'm so sorry. See, she didn't check under the hood, Kona. She was polite. She was polite. You've been a, a prosecutor. You've you've done different aspects of law. It's 2018. Do you think law schools now need to start paying attention to more animal issues? Well, I think they do. I think animal law has grown in leaps and bounds. When I went to law school, there was no such thing as animal law, and that was back in the Stone Age. We were chipping on stone. She's probably younger than me, guys. But in any event, now there's huge animal law clinics. Lewis and Clark has them. Harvard has them. However, I think that they're really focused on animal rights, animal welfare, and not necessarily focused on the ability of people to enjoy their pets as they find them, whether they want a purebred dog or a mixed bred dog like Kona here. You have to be able to have what you want, and everybody has to talk to each other. And I think that what happens is you get sort of a dog worrying a bone. You have one point of view, and that's all you're going to think about. And the dogs suffer. The purebred dogs suffer, and the mixed-breed dogs suffer. So we really need to all get on the same page. And that's why I stopped litigating. I hung up my litigation pumps. (laughs) And I said, you know, I'm going to facilitate conversations between people with differing ideas. And that's what I do now. So whether it's, you know, people at the dog park who have issues. Yeah, let's get into that because... Some people love, others loathe dog parks. And you could have a very well-behaved dog. And I'm actually a master in pet first aid. I have had to deal with providing medical care to stabilize, to get them to a vet with fights at a dog park. What's happening at the dog parks? Because there's really no supervision. There's these wink, wink rules, and you should have up to date on your shots. But I've seen too many intact dogs that have behavior issues that the folks think that they'll just work them out at a dog park. Yeah, they'll just be, you know, beaten up by the bigger dog. And, and little dogs can really uh, be injured, as you know, very seriously if they piss off a big dog. Yeah. And it takes a long time to piss off a big dog, usually. Yeah. But when you do, it's like, you know, a waking Mount Vesuvius. I always say if you're going to go to a dog park, make sure you know the dogs who are there before you go. If you, know, if you don't know a dog that's there, don't go in. Err on the side of saying, you know, your dog might be the sweetest dog walking the face of the earth, but I'm going to keep my dog on a leash and see how my dog reacts to your dog. Because you can't read your dog's mind. Well, maybe Kona. But sometimes you can't read the dog's mind, and you really need to know if this dog is going to get along with the other dog. I don't necessarily feel that dog parks are the best place to give your dog exercise, but because of the germs, beside the fact that you have, like you said, are they vaccinated? Are they dewormed? Why not have a pup party in your backyard? Absolutely. That's, that's what I do all the time. We have birthday parties for every litter in my, in my world. Uh, every, you know, two or three months we have a big pup party, but we know the dogs that are coming and it's limited to five or six. Once you get 10, 15, 20 dogs in a room, we just had a, uh, program here at IBPSA and they said yeah we leave you know 20 or 30 dogs to run in the in the room and I'm like I was shaking my that's head. called canine chaos yes and I was shaking my head and I'm going oh my god if chaos breaks out are they trained like you said to separate them so no one gets hurt and even if they're all big dogs together and all little dogs together it really five or six is my max and you really want to keep them safe so let's say you're at a dog park or you're you've got your dog boarded at a, a reputable 
doggy daycare or boarding facility and a big dog somehow gets hold of your little dog and you know it's a shake shake and that's it and your your dog passes away. People think they can sue for millions. I have a certified therapy pet who's part of my business teaching pet first aid and behavior and my cat. If something happened to them, there's there's no millions and, and that really wouldn't replace my pet. But what is the reality if something happens where a pet is really severely injured, requires a lot of veterinary care, or it pass, dies because of the attack? Well, the reality is you have to deal with the insurance company for the pet service provider. So you're dealing with them. And they're going to see whether or not the pet service provider was negligent or not. It's very hard to prove all the time negligence. Not an easy thing to prove. But a lot of these places have cameras now. Absolutely. They have cameras so you can see what's going on. So you might be able to get all of your expenses of trying to save your dog or cat's life. You might be able to do that. Replacement cost for your pet. So if your pet comes from a shelter for 150 bucks, that's replacement costs. If you buy a purebred dog and it costs you $1,500, that's replacement cost. What I always work on is you really want to have the person whose dog was lost be part of the solution. So if you have a dog or a cat who's lost at a pet service provider, be the person who sits down, has a conversation with that person and says, please help us Mm -hmm. make sure this never happens again. Because when they call my office and they want to sue and take the license and do everything, their first thing every pet owner says is, I just don't want anybody to go through this again. And I said, well, the only way you're going to do that isn't in court. You can take them to court. You can, you know, strip them of all their money. You can make a lot of money, but that's not going to stop them. But if you say, I would like to work with you to make sure what you do next time is totally different. You don't put 20 dogs in a run together. You don't put a little dog in a big dog's run who's always been sweet just because you're watching the little dog's run. I, I had a client like that, and the little dog didn't make it. And it was heartbreaking. But because the kennel included the pet owner in the solution, she was more than happy to help them decide what to do. I'm sure it wasn't easy for them to listen to uh, an outsider give them information, but it really was impactful to her. And she said, listen, they made a mistake. They owned up to their mistake. They did the best they could to try to replace or make me feel whole. And they allowed me to help them to make sure this never happened again. It was so much more impactful than going to court and getting awarded thousands of dollars. So what? They're still going to not necessarily have something in place. Before we let this fine legal beagle go, there's a couple areas I I do want you to cover, and we definitely would like to have you back, Deborah. Oh, love to come back. So what about the nuisance neighbor dog that barks all the time, is being left out all night because they work a shift, and you hear that, oh! It goes through your sound machine in your bedroom. You really don't have malice toward this poor Coney just jumped up like, what did you say? Um, you know, it's not, a, it's just that they don't realize the nuisance that they're generating. So, so how do you do it so you don't have to go see attorney Depp? Well, what you want to do is you, I, I have a video on YouTube about this oh, cool. and it's really cool because it's the three steps you have to take. So make sure that you go and speak to your dog owning neighbor when you're not mad. Okay. Do not go knock on the door (laughs) when you have just lost a night's sleep because you will not be your best self. Gotcha. Ask them to go have coffee. Oh, okay. So that you get away from where you are. So just like dogs, you get them out of their turf. Get them off their turf. And then when you start the conversation, say, listen, Arden, 
I love Kona. What can we do together to make sure Kona isn't so miserable while you're away? It really breaks my heart, and I'm sure it breaks your heart. What can we do? I actually had a client who called me. She was an attorney, and the same thing happened. She was watching her mother's dogs, who were house pets, who now are out in a doghouse. They were not happy. I wouldn't be happy. No, but this is what was left, and and the neighbors were upset. So I said to her, do these three things. She did, and you know what? The neighbor said, well, I'll come over and throw the ball for the dogs during the day, and that might break up their boredom. And I'll be happy to, you know, if you leave them in the house, I'll be happy to come and let them out three times a day, and I won't try. Because there are ways you can work it out. I like that. I like that. You just have to be proactive and not reactive. And that's why I say don't go talk to them when you're mad. And recognize when you ring the doorbell to the pet owner, and they know that you've complained about those dogs before, right. the fear that is going to be disguised in anger and and just nastiness. Just say, you know, I get it. This is really difficult to hear. But let's go have a cup of coffee and see how we might be able. You have to use the word we. Yes, I like that. Because okay. using the word you, Arden, have to <laughs> fix this. And it's this. That finger index. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't work, especially with pets. Because... We love our pets, and we're so fearful that the dog catcher is going to be right. called, that the police are going to be called, that I'm going to have to give my pet up, especially if it's one of the breeds. You really have to worry about that kind of thing, and you better be making a plan for your dogs. We'll talk about that maybe next time, because sure. if you're not making a plan for your dogs, you are not a good No, and we're, we'll cover that in more detail next time. But, yes, we have our will, and we have one, two, and three levels of who gets who, and Case Akona and Bujo will never be separated because they're buds, and it does make a difference. Well, just make sure that you have a pet trust outside your will. Right. Because my program used to be called I'm Not Dead Yet. Because if you're not that's dead good. yet, everything you have in your will doesn't come to fruition. So oh, all those plans gotcha. you have yeah. don't come to fruition. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. I just learned something free from an attorney. Oh, my gosh. Hey, speaking of that, you've got a podcast you're getting ready to unleash. I and I want you to slowly say the name of that book again so people and how we can get hold of you on the, I heard it's called the International Web, World Wide Web. The World Wide Web, you can reach me at HamiltonLawAndMediation.com. You can read all about what I do. I wrote the book Nipped in the Bud, Not in the Butt. How to Use Mediation to Resolve Conflicts Over Animals. It's on Amazon. Just go nipped in the bud, not in the butt. It'll come up. And you can also find it on my website. And really, you can reach me by writing to me, info at hamiltonlawandmediation.com. And my new podcast. Wait a minute. My new podcast, which is coming out November 1st, is Live Well with Pets. Because what I want everyone to do is live well with pets. And also to recognize that people might not like pets. I know that's not to be spoken. But you know what? We have to respect them too. I Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks. We're here in St. Louis. I don't even get to see the arch. I don't even get to catch a Cardinals game. But I am getting a lot of doggone great advice today. And I'm delighted that you could be a guest on our show. We're talking to attorney Dev Voda Hamilton. Woohoo! I got it all again. Um, I'm not going to push my luck. Uh, um, but you've been amazing, and thank you for some of the insights. Uh, you survived being on the Old Behave Show. I am so grateful to be here because you know what? If we behave, we will do really well in life. So I'm all about Old Behave. All right. At this time, too, I want to give a big shout-out to my producer, Mark Winner. He is the Wizard of Paws. And you guys, remember, some lady named Oprah actually likes this show. With over 600,000 listeners, you know they're not all my relatives. So... 
Tell your friends, let's pump it up. I want to get to a million. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. All behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.